Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Edgerton. It is August, last month of summer. Oh, no. August, what is it, Tuesday, August 4th now, I think it is? Yeah, Tuesday, August 4th. Hey, I hope you all had a great weekend. We bought a lake house, and we got to move in this weekend, and we spent the whole weekend like putting together furniture that we bought from Wayfair. We got our boat dropped off. We bought a big tri-tune, pontoon boat. Man, it's got 350 horsepower, and it's fast. But we had a great weekend, and we're just pumped up to actually... I mean, we really wish we would have moved into this house a lot earlier in the summer, but we had issues with the closing, but we're happy that we are there. Hey, if you're not following me on Instagram, would you follow me at com? I'm telling you... I'm going to become an Instagram all-star. I am going to be like the cosmetic guy out here in the south suburbs of Chicago. If you want to watch that transformation, what I'm doing, go check that out. I could use the followers and you can kind of use, you can kind of see what I'm doing to grow that. I promise you one day that's all I'm going to be doing is those big cosmetic cases. And I do a lot of them right now, but I want to do even more. So go check that out. Hey, shout out to Mark Bem and Derek, who both left a review for the book Dental Practice Hero on Amazon. We just started the first round of editing of my second book, Dental Practice Hero 2, which is the sequel, more focusing on getting yourself down to three days. Really excited for that to come out. Maybe a few more months. I don't know. It depends how long the editing takes. All right. So here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the evolution of the schedule. In the schedule at your practice, and how is that going to evolve? And you know, going from my experience from startup to a full practice to a larger full practice to multiple associates and specialists, I've seen the scheduling system and I've seen it evolve in my practice. So I'm hoping I can shave years off of yours by sharing what worked for me. So, you know, when we start out scheduling, we kind of just throw things where they fit. You know, how much time do you need for that doc? Well, I need 40 minutes. You know, put it, you know, wherever it fits. This is probably the most ineffective scheduling. I don't recommend doing that. I think you should try to implement some scheduling protocols right away when you open a practice or when you take one over because it makes such a big difference. You know, I've also seen where people run two columns and they have their production column and then they have their non-production column. So the production columns like doing work like fillings, crowns, and non-production is your crown deliveries, your adjustments, your your post-ops, things like that. Not a very effective way of scheduling because it just doesn't utilize your time very well. And I had an associateship where we did this, and it was very... There was a lot of time I was just kind of sitting on my butt doing nothing. And there was other times I was super behind because I didn't have enough time. So what I strongly recommend is if you're just getting into kind of these more fancier ways of scheduling, is starting with the provider time scheduling. So that's those X's and O's. I think they're X's and O's and Dentrix. They're boxes and slashes in open dental which is what we have but you go in your system and you pick every procedure and you say how much assistant time is going to be there how much doctor time is going to be there and how much assistant time is there going to be breaking down the room and then you just have your team kind of snake them across so like where the provider time ends on the one appointment it starts in the next column and that works pretty well so if you have something like one filling that might take you 20 minutes might take you 10 minutes assistant time and 20 minutes where you're in there and then 10 minutes for the assistant to break it down you're only booking really 20 minutes of the doctor time. So that's a, a really nice way to start getting a little bit more effective. So now what happens sometimes is you can get really, really busy and burnt out doing this because chances are you're going to book a lot of fillings because those are the first things to book. And when there's little spaces, not a lot can fit in a little space, a little opening, but a little filling. So you do a lot of little fillings. So I don't necessarily recommend you stay doing that for a while, but as your demand builds up, you can evolve into block scheduling or what I call template scheduling is another way of saying it. And the easiest way to do this is you think about this thing with the provider time scheduling. 
you're busy because you're bouncing from room to room because you're letting the front desk schedule whatever they want. Would it be nice if you could chill out and cut maybe like two or three crowns a day? But sometimes you treat and plant a crown and your front desk team, they can't find anywhere to put it. So what if you just blocked out a spot on your day for that crown? And when someone said, you know, I'd, I'd really like to come in 9 a.m. Wednesday, your front desk looks at that spot and says, well, you know, we got a two-hour block for a crown there. And they say, that time's not available, even though nobody has booked it yet. We're just going to hold that time for that person. So I think if you want to step into block scheduling, if you just had two extra crowns on your day every day, you'd have a lot bigger production days. But you would also have a lot more chill days because, as we know, like the crowns aren't the hardest things to do. They're actually a lot more chill than running around doing a bunch of fillings, and the profit on them is a lot higher too. So you'll have better days if you just block out two crowns and save that spot for crowns. Now, I recommend that you get all the way to the point that you block out your entire day. You have crown blocks. You have filling blocks. You have blocks for emergencies. And and this is what I do at my practice. We have minor blocks, which are filling blocks. Those are for little things like extractions and just things that are like maybe $300 to $500, maybe a little bit more. But it's not a crown. It's not a root canal. You know, it's not a big procedure like an implant. And then we have major blocks. Those are for our crowns. And we block usually two or three of those a day. And then we have, I have molar root canal blocks. And the only reason I have a molar root canal block is because I can't do a molar root canal in the time that it takes me to fit in my major blocks. So this is kind of a little bit confusing to say over a podcast. And this is something, I mean, not to plug Dental Business Mentor, but this is something that's in our scheduling module on Dental Business Mentor. But another thing you can do is block out your hygiene. So you say, man, I can't get a new patient in for three weeks. Well, you know what you might have? You might have full hygiene. And we have blocks in our hygiene. We have three different types of blocks. We have SRP blocks, we have recall blocks, and we have new patient blocks. And every one of my providers, every single day, will see three new patients because that time is saved on the schedule for them. And if we can't fill them, maybe 24 hours before the new patient block just leaves open, maybe we'll fit somebody else in there and we'll just do a recall. But chances are, I mean, we filled these out pretty far. We have a fairly high new patient volume, so we can fill these out. But what you don't want to have happen is that you don't block out the time, and then your hygiene's full, but then the doctors are doing nothing because they're not seeing any more new patients. So if you want to say, you know, I want to see X amount of new patients each month, why not just block it out in the hygiene schedule right now and save those spots for new patients? This is how you assure yourself that you have high production and that you continue to have work to do. Now, if you, if you block these out and you can't fill them, that's another thing. But now you know what your problem is. You just got to figure out a way to get new, more new patients. So it's all very systematic. And like I said, we go into this in Dental Business Mentor. I just really like blocking the schedule. It's a lot of work. I just blocked out my 2021 schedule. And to tell you the truth... I probably took me a good 10 to 12 hours, and that's because we have 11 operatories. We just surpassed 30 team members, so there's a lot of moving parts going on in my 11 operatories, and for the most part, most days, my ops are full. And when you're blocking to the detail that I'm doing it, it takes a while. But let me tell you this, that 10 hours that I put in once a year I mean, that ensures that we're hitting our production goals. It ensures that we're going to have enough new patients. It ensures that my associates will hit their production goals. So, yeah, it's 10 hours where I'm not making any money doing it. I'm just, like, doing kind of busy work. But I get it on the back end because the production is higher. And that's how we produce so much in my office. So this is an idea that I kind of altered from Productive Dentist Academy, just booking by production. But 
I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest you do it. Evolve your schedule. Get to the block scheduling, okay? If you don't know how many blocks to use, just start with something and then, you know, change course. That whole idea of ready, fire, aim. Get ready, plan your action, get it done, and then adjust as you need to. All right, cool. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Hey, if you got time, would you please leave me a review? And also, like I said earlier, follow me on Instagram, dr.paulatchison.com. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.